One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast, the last one of the week. Oh, but don't worry, there'll be another one along on Monday morning. Hurrah! I'm talking to myself. Anyway, it's a good podcast, but let me just tell you the hot for the news information about a little email here. It says, uh, hi Andy, I love the podcast you do. Uh, love also the sports by Andy Goldstein's Monday to Thursday from 10pm and also Andy Goldstein's Trans Europe Express Sunday nights from 9pm. But the big question is, I listened to yesterday's podcast and you were talking about getting your hair cut. Just wondered if all went according to plan. Yes, it did. Right, now, on with the podcast. Uh, we start with the ginger fella and Bent. Old Darren Bent was alongside Adrian Durham. They were talking about Harry Kane, his injury, and what they need to do next. Not Adrian and Bente, Kaney. Kaney. No one calls him Kaney. Kaney. Some breaking news in a massive blow for Tottenham. Harry Kane has been ruled out until April. The England captain needs surgery to repair a ruptured tendon in his left hamstring. Hamstrings, you talk about sprint, your your, your fast twitch muscles. When you sprint, your hamstring goes and when it tears, it takes time to to rebuild. Yeah, I'm sure quite quickly you can start to do certain things like swimming, like float between your legs just to keep your cardio up and stuff. But that is a real tender injury that is. So I I knew full well that it was going to be a while. But Spurs now in this window need to go and stand the centre forward and not one that can play back up to Harry Kane when he comes back. They need one to come in now that's ready to go and we spoke about earlier off air about Cavani well there's your guy go and get him I mean he's getting on an age but can still do a job but they need a number one centre forward to come in now as I said not someone to come in and back up Harry Kane for when he gets back fit they need to worry about the here and now and that's sign someone that can score goals right now there is uh, some scrutiny and analysis of Jose Mourinho uh, several weeks into his Tottenham reign but I think that takes a little bit of a back seat now and now we're going to see whether the relationship that yep. <laughs> uh, Mourinho's got with Daniel Levy, whether that is actually workable, because there's no doubt, surely there's nobody thinks Spurs should not sign a striker in this window. And you're right, it has to be a striker who can go straight in, play lots of games, and is as good a guarantee as goals as you're going to get. Exactly. You can't, and they you, cost money. Exactly. You cannot worry about, OK, we can't really upset the, the, the boat with Harry Kane when he comes back. You, you can't, you've can't. got no time to think about that. Harry Kane, once he gets back fit, yeah, I'm sure he'll get back into the side, but he might have to be patient. But right now, they need to go and break the bank, essentially, and go and bring somebody in. And they might have to spend upwards of £60 because these guys they don't grow on trees. Do you know what I mean? You have to go and spend the money, so they might have to go and spend £60 million upwards and bring someone in right now. But it's got to be somebody who is ready to score goals now not a project someone who's ready to go right now we talked about Danny Ings on Monday didn't he's, we he's the first one he's the one I'm looking at the situation I'm looking at Cavani and age wise and you're thinking well I still think he can do it but 
age is not on his side. I think, what is he, 33? Mm. Whereas Danny Ings is not that old. I'm, I'm going to Southampton right now, right? Tell me how much you want for him. Package deal, even if I've got a friend, a couple of players. I'm, I'm doing all I can right now to get Danny Ings to my football club. See, this one for me isn't about Mourinho. It's not about management because he's looking at the rest of the team. He's trying to get the team together. He's trying to work out who he can keep, who's good enough, what partnerships will work, how best to set up the team with the players he's got in the squad, having taken over in the middle of the season. So that's what Mourinho's doing right now. This is a no-brainer. Mm. Harry Kane is out until April. So if they want to get in the top four, if they want to have a shot at even trying to emulate what they did last season in Europe or winning the FA Cup, they've got a replay with Middlesbrough uh, on Tuesday night, then they have to sign a striker. So in effect, Darren, what's happening is Jose Mourinho is kind of standing there with his arms, his hands out, saying to Daniel Levy, well, who are you going to go and get for me? This isn't really about Mourinho, is this is about Levy. Exactly, and, and Levy's now got to produce the goods for Mourinho. I mean, I'm looking at the table now and you start thinking, right, where can they go and try and get a striker now? Now you go Norwich, Pookie, can't really see it happening. But then you look at Bournemouth, Callum Wilson, someone like that, Spurs might go, you know what, Bournemouth, it is 50 million. Now, I know they're in the bottom three and it'll be a fight, but I'm sure Callum Wilson's probably looking at that thinking, well, I, I like a bit of that. I mean, Spurs, a team that's got aspirations to get in that top four, he's one as well. And then you start going up the list again and there's not too much else other than, as you said, there. Southampton's there with Danny Ings, but Spurs right now need to go out Break, make, get on the phone, start calling all these people and trying to get a striker in right now. What I know is if we get to the end of this window, if we get to February and Spurs have not signed a striker, then the fans have every right to oh be my God. fuming. Exactly. 100%. If, you, if you've got this whole window, and, and we're still early on in this window, by the way, so if you don't get anybody in, and it's not going to come down to players not wanting to come to Spurs that is, that is not going to be an issue they're a big football club brand new stadium probably the best training ground in the world in London which I know is a big big thing for, for, for players playing, obviously coming to this country to play in the Premier League they should be able to pretty much go and get without obviously having to spend 100 million plus I know they're not going to do that but they should be able to get someone with some kind of pedigree and from one discussion about Harry Kane to another yeah it was a slow news day uh, here's kickoff with Hugh Wizzercroft, Darren Lewis, and Chris Iwellemu. And yes, that is how you pronounce his surname. Iwellemu. Genuinely, Iwellemu. Or is it Mo? Anyway, this is them talking about Harry Kane or Kaney. Gareth Bell so far this season has scored four goals. Two of them have been for Wales. Now, he hasn't had that much of a run in the side. He's played 19 times, including five appearances for Spain in the European Championship qualifiers. He's 30 years of age. It would be a huge deal to do in terms of wages. And does he have it anymore? Spurs' big success of the last few seasons, certainly under Poch, is that they've built teams. They have got young players, vibrant players, who have been able to work together. You know, the, the pieces have interlocked, if you like. I, I don't... I'm just not in love with the idea of a so-called fantasy signing to bring back the glory days. I, I don't really think you can ever go back, first of all. And second of all, I just think what Spurs used to need to do is, I, I agree with both of you in terms of getting fresh blood in, but young, hungry, fresh blood. Not a guy who's won the Champions League four times and might not be as hungry. Time now to check in with uh, Alan Brazil on The Breakfast Show. And a lot of eagle-eyed people... Oh, hold on, Darren Lewis is... I'm, I'm working. I'm working. I'm doing. I'm doing the links for the podcast. What are you doing in here? I'll be back on the sports bar before long. We can do it face to face. Oh really? They must not have got my email. The powers that be. <laughs> Bye, Darren. <laughs> Cheers, guys. And that was Darren Lewis, of course, proving that off air he's quite funny. 
Time now to check in with Alan Brazil on the breakfast shows alongside Ali McCoyston. Eagle-eyed listeners, I know that sounds strange, but if you watch Alan Brazil's clips go out on social media, you'll know that he now sits on the left-hand side of the studio rather than the right. And there's a good reason for that, because his head's so big now that for the last six weeks, the building has started to move to the right-hand side. So we're actually closer to the shard. So for legal reasons, HR came down and they said, you've got to move him to the left-hand side of the studio. And it, the building was straightening itself up. So thankfully, that started to work. Anyway, this is Alan Brazil and his massive heed and Ali McCoist. Right at this moment, really, mm. would you? And yet, last of sitting second top. I know, I know. And I, uh, I've got to say, Madison, I've been really impressed with this season as well. Um, but it's funny, I kept going on about that Liverpool game I watched uh, when he played when Brendan played him in off the left, and and Trent Alexander-Arnold just took him all the mm. way up back back into the left back area effectively, and he couldn't get playing his own game. Madison, no, Madison's clearly a really talented player, but Jack's just in fire at this moment. Yeah. Thing. Time now to check in with one of my favourite shows. Well, usually one of my favourite shows on national radio, and that's Hawksby and Jacobs. I say usually, because sadly Paul Hawksby was away. Yeah, the genius. How do you replace a genius? What did they do? Did they get... Um, maybe they got Larry David to sit and say, yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, Larry David and Andy Jacobs. No, no, it wouldn't have. Maybe they got uh, Ricky Gervais, who's just hit it off, of course, at the Golden Globes. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. They got... Um, Max Rushton. Jeez. Anyway... He was alongside Andy Jacobs. We want a full hour of, of Courtney Hawes, don't we? We Horse. Horse. <laughs> Stop calling him Hawes. It doesn't Sorry. work if you call him. That's not well, his I name. Well, I know. Well, Jimmy says, I know it's going to ruin your feature, but I think it's pronounced house rather well, than not, horse. We, not according to the commentator last right, night. Okay. It was Rob Hawthorne. Okay. So we're I'm, going, I'm going on him. We're going on Rob Hawthorne. Okay. I understand. Rob Horsethorn. <laughs> Going on Rob Horsethorn's pronunciation of Courtney Horse. And what would you like from the good people listening? Um, uh, TV formats. All right. Do you want some? I've yeah, got some. some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What have I got? I've got Horse and Kartik. Good. That's uh, Courtney learns the art of wicket keeping with the diminutive Indian glove man. Right. Uh, I've got uh, Courtney, Courtney, Courtney on Orkney. Courtney Horse, <laughs> Courtney Walsh and Courtney Kardashian uh, put on a desolate part of the Orkney Islands. We see if they can survive. It's really complicated. <laughs> I've got Horse Whisperer. Right. Courtney hosts a revival of the old grey whistle test okay. for fans of Bob um, Harris. Uh, ground Horse, Charlie Dimmock and Alan Titchmarch landscape Courtney Horse's <laughs> garden. Ground Horse. <laughs> Adding in Aston Villa based garden features that I haven't thought of yet. That's good. Okay. I'm sure we'll get a few of those. Horsing About, a prank TV show where Courtney Horse <laughs> puts villa legends of yesteryear in serious jeopardy. A laugh as Courtney fools Kevin Gage into thinking he's been in prison for 30 years without parole for a crime he didn't commit. Marvellous. Um, uh, Wayne says, only fools and horses. Yes, OK, yeah. very good. Um, well, he's going to give you some bit more than that. Yeah, come on, come on, we can't, we can't some... go to the commissioning editor <laughs> with just the title. Sometimes that's... People some don't, people do. People don't have attention spans any anymore. So, uh, yes, OK. Time now to check in for the first time on this podcast with the mid-morning show, a.k.a. Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. Alongside them was Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. They were talking about Everton fans who protested at the training ground on Wednesday. Have a listen. Most of it will, of course, be Simon Jordan, who loves the sound of his own voice. But then again, don't we all? 
I don't think it's two games that you lose at home that lose fans. I think it's the manner in which you lose those games. Mm -hmm. If there is nothing on the pitch which represents what the fans want to see, which is the very basics of what Chris Wilder regularly trots out, which is application is not something people should be grateful for. So I think it's an entitlement for football fans to see something because football is a living, breathing organism that means far more than most things do to fans besides their family and immediate friends. So it has this real attachment. But look... I know I, I wouldn't have been very amused by it and I would have been out front and centre saying to these fans, well, well h hold on a second, I've got this, right? I'm not sitting around on my hands not recognising the same things as you. I'm £500 million deep in this football club. I haven't come here to be unsuccessful. I've made a few mistakes and I've got things wrong, but I've just recruited one of the world's best football managers, football royalty as is being described. So I've got this. I'm not sitting here suggesting that things are right. I'm sitting here saying that I'm going to fix it. It's on the back of a, a performance against against Liverpool, which they might find a bit embarrassing because it was a second string Liverpool side that was full of kids that beat them. But quite frankly, Everton could have been two or three nil up in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ancelotti needs to be given time. Look, the balance is this, is we are in a world now where fans are becoming even more vociferous than they ever once were before. We all know as football club owners that the fans turn, managers get fired. That's how it works, right? Fans are incredibly influential because the moment they are, un are unhappy, people like me in my previous incarnations and people like Mashiri in his current one will react to it. And they're not going to sit there blind to disenfranchised fans or disillusioned fans. But you just can't have fans turning up at the training ground wanting to have an audience with the players it's not appropriate it's not necessary no, no. if you and, and if you don't let us in we'll get more of them no out. that's nonsense and if the fans want to have an audience with senior management then I think that's an environment that football clubs should facilitate. They should be able to speak to the fans. There should be fans forums. There should be... And, uh, and, and there are. And there are. And yeah. there should be designated representatives from fans committees that have the right at times to talk to the owner or the chief executive of the football club. Mm -hmm. But you just can't rock up and, and start with public disorder. You just can't. I, you know what? I, I love your emotivity. Because if you, if you, you know, it, what other business in the world serves up crap one week and gets people to come back and pay to watch it the second week. So you've got to accept, <laughs> you've got to accept that there's emotivity at it. Mm. But this is not constructive. It's not right. Whether Bland's then subsequently did what I'm advocating, which is front them out and say, hold on yeah, a second, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Right? But you can't start this culture. And I don't want to get into the territory of saying fans or this or Arsenal fan TV this or this, that and the other. But there is a way. There is a way to represent your dissatisfaction. And it isn't just by shouting, effing and jeffing and being divisive. No. Sometimes there are different ways to do it. But when you've got an owner that's sitting there going, I tell you what, I'm going to get rid of this manager because he ain't good enough. I'm going to pay him tens of millions of quid to go out the door. And I'm going to go out there and potentially, whether I think this is right or not, potentially get one of the best managers in world football whether that guy then brings his son as assistant manager I'm not sure about that yeah. I'm not sure about that but I just think you've got to double down on the fact that Everton are 11th in the table they're spending money there's a commitment from the owner I mean look at the Sunderland fans they're looking they got something to moan about yeah they got something to moan about Everton fans are a little bit disillusioned because it's not really what they want but the team is now in ascendancy why would you do this now because you got beat by Liverpool Yes. And because Liverpool are disappearing into the building again. And let's not forget, a majority, it seemed, of Everton fans wanted Marco Silva out. They got Marco Silva Absolutely. out. Absolutely. They wanted yeah. Sam Allardyce out. Yeah. They got Sam Allardyce out. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and the wonderful Shane Warne was on discussing auctioning his baggy green test cap for a fantastic cause. 
I'm in despair every time I put the telly on. It shows you, you know, pictures of Victoria or New South Wales, the animals, the houses, people crying. It is just... I don't think we realise how bad it is this side of the world. No, it is horrific, mate. And the um, the images that we're seeing daily um, are just heartbreaking. You know, there's been over 500 million animals that have died. <laughs> there's been houses that have been destroyed. Lives have been lost. Um, it's just total chaos, especially in Victoria and New South Wales. Um, I mean, the skies, you can smell the smoke everywhere in the CBD. Um, it's, it's, it's just really is horrific. And we're all trying to do our bit. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping for rain and, and some, you know, to help out these firefighters and some of the people that, you know, these brave firefighters, what they're confronted with every single day and 24 7 is just, it, it's, it's hard to, it's unthinkable what's been going on. So everyone's trying to do the bit. I think the generosity from the community worldwide has been, has been unbelievable. So mm. I think you're all seeing the pictures and images we are, but we're all on the weather apps looking at the wind direction if it changes and everything. If there's any rain coming, I mean, it's 33 degrees again today here in Melbourne. It's very, very hot. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking, mate. Shane, what about, um, if, uh, people don't realise as well, a lot of the fire fi- firefighters are volunteers. They've got their own jobs to do. They've got their own houses to look after. And yet, they're in there in the bush trying to help the, you know, the, the professional firefighters out. And Warney, wh- while you're on there, mate, I've, I've got to say, it's been, it's, the, the tragedy here is unfolding. We're watching it on television, clearly. And it's shocking, absolutely shocking. But the one image that really got it for me, mate, I don't mind telling you, in our house in particular, was that poor wee girl. I don't know what age she was, two or three, at the firefighter. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. It is, mate. Guys, it's... I mean, I can't... It's pretty hard to express. I think all you have to do, if you do look at the images, that's... it's You know, it's very confronting. It's pretty hard to understand, to think it's an hour away from the CBD and it's all up the East Coast going to New South Wales, Victoria. There's farmers that have lost... People have lost everything. Like, yeah. There's people getting rescued. They're on their boat, having to be rescued out in the water, stranded out in the water. Yeah. And they couldn't get onto land because it was just on fire. Wow. Um, there's been so many her- heroic stories from these firefighters saving little boys, little girls, um, families, animals. Um, you know, people fe- giving water to some kangaroos and koalas. Yeah. All sorts of, you know, 500 million animals have died. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it's, it's just shocking. So. We're all trying to do our bit. Um, Tell me about the baggy green test cap, Shane. This is your prize one, isn't it? Yeah, this is the one I wore for... I played 145 tests. I wore this through my whole career. Wow. And uh, we wore it every single morning uh, on a bowling day. We'd all wear our... 11 players run out. We'd all wear our baggy green caps. Um, Yeah, this is the one I had for 145. So there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears and all sorts... A bit of drinks celebrating... uh, wins and those type of things after a victory as well. So I thought that's something that I cherish and I think it's touched all of us, as we've said, about the images and what's going on here in Australia. So I thought, well, that's something I think I could give up that someone around the world will be able to put a massive bid in there. Maybe Mike Gatton might bid for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Hi, I'm Danny Kelly and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Back now to the mid-morning show and here's Glenn Whelan on why he left Hearts of Midlothian, a name that's never used in football. People just say Hearts or H-O-M. Anyway, this is him talking about why he left Glenn has been quoted in a newspaper interview, I think it was the Irish Independent, saying he was thrown under a bus by the new Hearts manager, Daniel Stendhal, because his Tynecastle career was cut short. I was thinking, Glenn Whelan, surely not. So what happened? Glenn, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Jamie? Okay. I'm good. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Natalie's with me. So too is Simon. So, I'll repeat the question. What happened, Mr Whelan, up at Hearts? Oh, listen, obviously, uh, results haven't gone really well but when the new manager came in I just felt as if um, straight away that he was on my case um, and I think not to me but to press and, and to media that he um, oh, we questioned my character and my leadership qualities and for me I thought that was wrong um, obviously only being there a week um, if he'd come in and said listen he wants younger legs or he didn't think I was good enough I would have been able to take that but no it's something that I pride myself on that um, yeah, commitment. Professional. Yeah, yeah. Commitment, like me walk away, um, professionalism. Anyone that I've walked with or any player that I've walked with, I'm sure they'd back me on that. So to question me like that after a week, um, no, I felt I felt I needed to say something. At the end of the day, you're obviously bewildered as, as to why this has come about. And obviously at some stage, we'll try and put it to hearts and Stendhal, Glenn. But I mean, are you content just to move? Have you any other choice but just to move on when you're not oh, getting wait, an wait. explanation? No, we accepted it. Um, so like I said, I got an email of uh, termination of contract. Would I would I terminate and and go from there? Listen, I would have been more than happy just for for someone at the club to say, listen, it's it's not happening and it's not going well. Um, we we'd rather change things, and I would have been happy for that. I would have shook hands and, and done my own thing. Like I said, I'm not I'm at a stage in my career now where, um, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm getting older. I'm a little bit wiser and stuff. So yeah. I would have accepted that. So. Um, to deal with the way that you've done, like I said, I thought that was a little bit poor and uh, disappointing. You must know what the motivation is. You must have well, an inkling. I, I, you must have an inkling 
Glenn? Because is it because you're the highest paid player there? Is it because the owner don't like you? Is it because Stendhal has got watched the team get beat five by Celtic, getting you know haven't won a game in the last five or six games, and the, and the place is poor? You must have an idea, mate. No, like I said, it's, that's what I mean. That's that's why I'm talking up. Um, I've, I've had no contact with the owner. Um, like I said, I've had one chat with the manager. Um, but you're getting I've you're going to get paid, right? So you've got a year's contract no. with Hearts. They're going to pay you. No, no, I've terminated contract. Yeah, but, but hang on, Glenn. They can't just terminate a contract without a reason. They've asked me to cancel the contract. Yeah, but you don't have to, Glenn. Have... You've got the PFA no, sitting on one side of the fence saying to you, under no circumstances will you be cancelling your contract. You've done nothing wrong. You're entitled. You've signed a contract with Hearts. They're stuck with you. You're stuck with them. You won't be well, giving up your contractual situation, surely, will you? Why would you do that? You haven't done anything wrong. No, well, I've not done anything wrong, but I just got to a stage where that's the way they wanted to go. I'm not. I wasn't in it for the money. I was. I wasn't up there to just get paid. I, I wanted to go up there and you wanted to play something. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to play. I wanted to try and keep playing at the highest level. Uh, I've got a little email here. It says, uh, "Dear Andy, loving the podcast. Although it could be a lot better. When are the best bits of the sports bar? Andy Goldstein's Monday at Thursday from nine pm. Coming up. Really missing it in this one. In fact, the uh, podcast went downhill as soon as I realised Max Rushton was on it. Please, 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 please." Can you put the sports bar on it? Well, no problem at all. Here it is. Four double five, you're up next. Four double five, who's that? Hi. Hello, who's that? Hi. Um, it's, my name's Selma. <laughs> Selma. It's how, how old are you, Selma? I'm 25. Oh, fine, okay. You sound... Yes, why, why, are you, why are you giggling, <laughs> Salma? So very excited. Um, because, basically, it's my boyfriend's birthday, and yeah. I was wondering if you two could say happy birthday to him. Because we listen to the midnight train every day, so what, what's the day his, after. What's his name? His name's Ben. Does he know that you're calling? Yeah, he's right next oh, he's to next. me. He's how, long really you, how long have you been going out with each other for? Um, almost two years. All right. Have you, um, have you given him his present yet, Salma? <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, Salma, can we play a little game of Mr and Mrs with you? Um. Yeah, is that all right? Yeah. Right, tell him to go away. So we'll ask you three questions, then we'll get his answers on them. Yeah, he can't He can't listen either. He's kind all of right? radio on. So otherwise it won't work if he listens. Tell him to go away somewhere. Has he gone away? Yeah, he's gone away. Okay, I need you to incredibly quietly whisper yeah. your answers to me, okay? Okay. Show me the tone in which you'll answer. Like this. Okay, fine. Where, where were you? Question number one: When you very when you met for the very first time, at a pub. Okay, what was the name of the pub? The fence. The fence. Okay, Jason. Question number two. Okay, so if you're out with your mates, Selma, yeah. and um, you had a bit too much to drink, and you have to snog another bloke, right? You yeah. Just snog it. Just a little kiss. Just a little, just a little snog. It doesn't, doesn't count because you're that drunk. That doesn't quite count because you've had a couple of drinks. And you told Ben, what was what would his reaction be? What would he'd he, be upset. He'd be up. He'd be upset. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Upset. If snog, what was it? Snog mate. It's not just, just snogged anyone. Snogged anyone. Just okay. snog anyone. Be, and, be upset. and the last question: okay. If you asked him, in this is a leap year, isn't it? If you asked him to marry you, what mm-hmm. would today? What would his answer be? He'd laugh. But what would his answer be? No. He'd say no. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Good work. Can you put Ben on the phone, please, Salman? We'll, <laughs> we'll wish him happy birthday, and then we'll ask him the three questions. All right, Ben. <laughs> happy birthday. No, thank you very much. How, uh, how old will you be? Or are you? 27. 27? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've just been speaking to Salma. 
Are you ready to play the first ever Midnight Train Mr. and Mrs.? Yeah. Let's play it. very simple we've already asked her three questions and we've got our answers you need to get the answers matching okay you ready ben yeah, yeah okay yeah. no help from selma no, okay. question number one where did you meet for the first ever time oh uh, we, we met the pub in Farringdon. what was the pub called oh the fence the fence is the right answer well done <laughs> okay so uh, i asked selma if she went out on a Saturday night with the girls, had a bit too much drink and snogged another bloke, and she came, and she, she came back and told you. Yeah. So I said, um, what would your reaction be? Is it not bothered? Okay. Is it admit you've done it yourself or you'd be upset? Which one of those answers would it be? Not bothered, admit you've done it yourself or upset? Uh, I'll be upset. Oh, she, right said, she said she said you did it. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Well, okay, the last question. <laughs> last question now. If, if you asked her to marry you now, oh, right now, if you got yeah. down on one knee and you said, will you marry me? Yeah. Would her answer be yes, no, or we need to get pregnant first? That was uh, yes, yeah. no, or we don't need get, to get. Don't get this wrong. This is for a full house. If you if you asked her now, will you marry yeah, me? Yeah. Would she say yes? Would she say no? Or we need to get pregnant first? Uh, she'd say no. It's the it's right answer. Excellent work. Happy birthday, Ben. Yeah, enjoy your present, Ben. Well, that's it for another podcast. You think, well done, everyone. It's uh, one of the best we've done this year without a shadow of a doubt. A quick reminder that if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do. You can do it via Acast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Before I go, let me tell you about lots of live football that's on the TalkSport network over the weekend, or as we like to call it, for no apparent reason, game day. <clears throat> Always hurts my throat, that one. Half past 12 on TalkSport. It's exclusive, this one. It's Crystal Palace against Arsenal. I say exclusive. I mean, if you're in the ground, you'll be seeing it. But live commentary is on TalkSport from half past 12. Then on TalkSport 2, at 3 o'clock, you've got Chelsea against Burnley. Come on the Burnley. And then over on TalkSport, the biggest game of the weekend, half past five, it's Spurs against Liverpool. That's no Harry Kane for Spurs and Liverpool, who've only dropped two points all season. So let me just put that down now as 9-0 at half-time. Don't know what the full-time score will be. Anyway, make sure you tune in to the TalkSport Network for three wonderful games of live commentary. That's it for myself. I'm back on Sunday night from 9pm with the Transgroup Express. Make sure you join me for that. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.